0: your mother
1: how's your mother happy new year you guys thank you for listening anyone who who, who listens to this uh, knows that this is an intermittent podcast which is not consistent um, I'm not even sure if intermittent is the opposite of consistent, but it's in the vein. This is Kendra Cunningham. I am the host of How's Your Mother, and I'm happy to be here. It is Martin Luther King Day here in Brooklyn, New York, and all over the country. Um, I hope everybody who has a office job had the opportunity to kick back and do whatever the hell they want, maybe a little day drinking. <laughs> Um, I had the pleasure of recording my podcast today with the wonderful Nagin Fassad, um, and I'll be opening for her. She has a fantastic show this week at Joe's Pub, which, if you don't know, Joe's Pub is a institution of theater in New York City. I've always wanted to be on the stage there. I've seen um, Bridget Everett rock it out there and many other talents, so I'm super excited to be opening for Nagin. Her show is called The Case for American Exceptionalism by a Lady Muzz. Um, she is Iranian, and she's, I mean, she's done pretty much everything. She's made, like, two feature films. I found out today she wrote it, performed a musical at the um, Edinburgh Festival. She's written a book. Um, she hosts a podcast called Take the Nation. That's a lot of stuff. And, and we also co-produced um, Comedy School Dropout at the Beauty Bar for many years together, and... Um, so I'm super excited to be opening for her and for you guys to be able to listen to this chat we had today. By the way, if you also want to see the video, it will be up on YouTube probably in the next month. Uh, I almost said the next month, in the next week or so. So um, check it out. Beyond that, you know, uh, what can I tell you? I'm, I'm, I am excited for this year in general. Um, I just... I feel I just have a different feeling about this year and I'm not even going to mention the fact that obviously we're coming out of the pandemic, but just in general, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm doing dry January and my head's not really clouded, but I'm excited. If you want to come see me on my lonesome, um, I'll also be doing a show, let me think, Friday, January 7th, I'll be at Easy Lover in Williamsburg, Um, and then in February, I have a show February 6th on the Upper East Side. If you follow me on Instagram and at the other Kendra, I have a link tree in there and it shows all the stuff that I'm going to be doing. February 7th is a really good one to come out to in Brooklyn. It's going to be at young Ethel's. I'm bringing back the broad squad. Um, There's going to be character. It's going to be stand-up character, um, music, um, tarot cards. Uh, I think that's it. George Gordon, Adira Amron, Becky Yamamoto is here from LA uh, Amanda Van Ostrand is going to be there doing a, a character Jessica Rotundi is also a, a comic but also a tarot card reader she's going to be doing the tarot cards that one's going to be super fun, it's free February 24th I'm going to be in Westchester and god damn I can't remember the name of the place but like I said all on Linktree and then February 28th I'll be in Connecticut and I'm sure I'll pepper in other shows here and there um, along the way but uh ch I think that's all I have to say to you guys right now. I'm tired. I barely did anything today, but I did have a big bowl of shepherd's pie just about—I don't know—45 minutes ago. So maybe that's what's keeping me a little mellow yellow. But um, listen, I want you to listen to this fabulous interview with Negin Fassard. You can follow her on Instagram at Nagin Fassard. I'm going to spell it for you: N-E-G-I-N-F-A-R-S-A-D. Uh, also. Please go check out her website. She's got a lot of stuff on there. She's the host of Fake the Nation. You can find that anywhere that you find your podcasts. Um, Third Street Blackout is her one of her features. Um, and I believe that is on Netflix. And she's the author of How to Make White People Laugh. So there you go. You know everything about Nagin Fasad to become an instantaneous fan. Please enjoy the interview, you guys. And um, yeah, come on to a show. If you come out to the show, please say, hey, by the way, I listen to How's Your Mother. It'll make me feel good. And who doesn't like to make people feel good, you know? Who knows? Maybe I'll give you a free vintage t- shirt I'm going to be handing out vintage clothing at the Broad Squad, uh, Young Ethels in Brooklyn on February 7th at 7 p.m. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Oh, my goodness. Here we are with Nagin Fassard. How are you? I am uh I am so excited to be here.
0: And I just had to make sure that my phone was on Do Not Disturb because I do not want anyone disturbing me during this <laughs> monumental um conversation with Kendra. A person well, that is just if you haven't had a conversation with Kendra in your life, you haven't chat, you haven't chatted. You, you know? haven't,
1: you really haven't. But I, you know, I feel like um I would like to do this more often with you just without the whole intention of <laughs> podcasting and, uh, and recording and all that jazz. Because I miss you. Okay. I so I'm trying to think, do you, re- do you know how long we've known each other? Because I don't, I think it's okay. been 10 years. I, maybe?
0: I think it's been 10 years. I think we met probably, maybe we met a little earlier than, like, maybe we met, like I saw you around Right. But then in 2012, I'm pretty sure we met because that's when I started doing comedy school dropout.
1: Right, and then I remember because it was you. Who else was your? Who were your other co-hosts? You had um... there
0: was a Beth McGregor. Yes. There was an Amy Albert Cobb. Yeah, yeah, obviously yes. Becky Yamamoto. Yes. There, we've okay. seen a lot so... of iterations. Yeah,
1: <laughs> well. I just want to say that I remember going to the show when it was you, Beth and Amy. And I was like, oh, in my head, I was like, I love this show. And I don't know if you remember, but I was like, if you guys ever need like a fill in <laughs> host, or I was like, I was like chomping at the bit to get my foot in the door at that show. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never forget that. I did. And then I remember you guys actually asked me once, like I got a text. And they were like, Oh, can you fill in tonight? And I don't know what I was, I think I was bartending. And I was like, I can't. And I was like, I just shit. <laughs> and then uh fast forward it ended up being me you and, and Becky, Becky eventually and doing for, that show. and
0: for and for years, like we kept that going for so long it it's really stunning. it's uh-huh. really impressive how long we kept it going and like and it's and it's not like we needed it. it's just like. It was just like, for me, there was just like an emotional, it was like an emotional anchor. You know what yeah, I mean? So totally. Like, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and also, I feel like we, well, it was at the beauty bar in, uh, on U- in Union Square, outside of Union Square. And also, I feel like we canceled it. Like, we were like, it's over. We're not doing it anymore. And then we, were and like, then we brought wait, it. wait a minute. <laughs> scratch that. Scratch that. We're back. We're back. I do um, think it was like the
0: it was one of the longest running independently produced um stand-up shows. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. And I yeah. think
1: um I think female and also female produced, which I think we um either created that accolade or um it was true, I'm not sure.
0: No, I um, think I think you're I think you're right because then the other thing that I think was interesting in it, you know, and for people who don't don't know like comedy still is and I'm I'm curious to know where you would put the ratio but i think like in 2012 it very much felt like 20% women 80% men or something yeah. um these are not um <laughs> scientific numbers but these were these are numbers of the heart yeah. and um and i remember thinking the way we booked the show because we are three women booking a show um it, our lineups would would tend to be like 80% women, 20% men and not, we weren't trying, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? We weren't sitting there being like, ha, 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 let's try and book more women than men. Like it was just because the people that we had an affinity for, like, were like, Oh, I'd love to see so-and-so um, work. And, and that's kind of like how we ended up booking. So it just naturally became the inverse of every comedy
1: show in the city. Yep. Oh, totally. And I miss it um, terribly yeah just, but you know what I think um you know in, in these times that we're in um it's better to have the uh, wonderful memories we have than yeah uh try to white knuckle through whatever's happening out there right now <laughs> right, you know I mean? right
0: right 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 <laughs> um
1: so but listen let me ask you I mean I know we've known each other for that long that being said um I don't even like I, I that's one of the things that I love about doing this podcast is I get to talk to my friends and ask them all these questions that I wouldn't normally ask them, uh, in everyday, in everyday life. So, um, when you were younger, when did you start being creative? Like when you, w- were you, uh, into being, um, theatrical and stuff in high school or what, when, did you, you know,
0: it's, it's funny because, um, on this very day, um, we're taping on MLK day. So school is out, and my kid is gonna have her first like drop off um situation where the other kids are being dropped off. like parents aren't sticking around. So they start doing that right around three or four. And today is her first. And like, she's got a like a TP fort thing in her room. She's, you know, like we like arranged it. so there's, like, this looks like a kid situation you know right. and um and i and i'm looking at her and she's she's a a class clown you know what i mean in in a good way not an annoying way she's always like got a joke like she you know she is fun loving i think like you know pe- like in speaking to other 3-year-olds my understanding of her is that she is funny and i think and so it's interesting to first of all it's not a quality i'm trying to pass down for the record i want everyone to know i would like i would like the, that to stop right here you know i don't need i don't need to be raising some fucking comedian okay no thank you so hopefully she's just the most hilarious chemist you've ever met um but i it's funny to see her in action with her friends and stuff like that i was not naturally like that i wasn't okay. i think i i was like pretty quiet like you know i think it was just like you know i played with dolls and 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 barbies and um and there were some crafts and i had friends over and i don't remember what we talked about and then um and then i remember going to um, middle school and things started to shift. Um, uh, I started doing like musical theater camps and stuff like that.
1: Oh, um, I see. I didn't know that about you.
0: And then, uh, and then I started, re- and things really started to shift. You know, my freshman year of high school, when I I went to I I joined the drama class, and by sophomore year, I was in a musical um, playing not Kitchen Wench number one or Kitchen Wench number two but but Kendra Kitchenwitch number 3 um the the vaunted role of kitchen which i think everyone agrees is one of the lead characters of once upon a mattress um and um and so i, I but that's when everything changed and like when i when like something unlocked about i was always an academic nerd Um, starting like second grade, I remember being like really intense about my grades and like coming home and just being like, these are all O's what, you know, (laughs) um, and, and just for outstanding, by the way, I was
1: going to say, what is, what is the O stand for? Um,
0: and, uh, and so I was always an academic nerd and that carried through my whole, you know, um, academic career. Um, but the comedy was an add on, you know, and it honestly, I think it made me, it, 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 it I wasn't, I would think I was scared or something. And then at a certain point, something tr- opened up and I was less scared of just being openly like funny.
1: Right. Now, do you, so you sing?
0: Yeah. I have no
1: idea. That's amazing. Hello,
0: my baby. Hello, my <laughs> darling. Hello, my right time gal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, saying Kendra uh no and I mean at that at that time and and you know it's I it, I one of the um I've I've written a musical with the um amazing Gabi Alter and we performed it um in New York City um and it's it's called the Israeli-Palestinian Conflict of Romantic Comedy and we, we performed it at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and oh, I didn't know yeah and and it was you know and I I am not like a natural singer but the crazy thing is that like if you go, there's, there's this. uh, If you like practice it, it's a muscle, right? right? And then you get better, which is like so obvious, but you, it kind of blows your mind. And I was listening to this episode. I think it was Freakonomics. Um, shout out to Steven Dubner. I was listening to an episode of Freakonomics, and he had on some sort of their psychologist, or something, out of Denmark or whatever, who wanted to test that out the theory of. 10,000 hours. Oh, yeah, Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. They're like, you do something for 10,000 hours and you're an expert at it or whatever. So she was like, I want to have a beautiful voice and I want to sound like Whitney Houston. This is like a 40-something, right? Middle-aged mom who was like, this is going to be my 10,000-hour test. I'm going to put all my time into it. And she sounded terrible in the beginning. And I was like, this bitch is not going (laughs) to sound like Whitney Houston. And literally by the end of the episode that tracked her, her year of singing. She did sound like Whitney Houston and she recorded an album and she had a hit single in Denmark. Like it's this crazy story. It's like one of my favorite episodes of radio of all time um, because it's so inspiring. So I always say, you know, if, so my point is Kendra, I am not a singer specifically, but I can be.
1: (laughs) Well, it's so funny you said that though, because I always think about that, like, just like the logistics of when you know what you have to do in order to get where you want to be,
0: but yet mm -hmm. you
1: still don't do it. Like, like I go to a personal trainer once a week and he's like, you can't eat like pizza and pasta every week. Like, you know what I mean? And, and I know that. yes. And I'm just still like, hi, can you please send me a blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't, I know if I don't do this. I could be some right. to what I, where I want to be, but yet I still behave in ways that are counteractive to what I say I want. Um, yep. And I mean,
0: that's, and, and that's, that's the, the, just like the condition of being human. Like, yeah. why do we all do that? Right. Yeah. It's, I know. it's bizarre.
1: Did you read that book Habits?
0: No, it's, oh, it's, it's, very, it's, it's like on my list of things that I'm supposed to do to make myself a better person, but yes,
1: <laughs> I read it and it was very good. And of course, like as I'm reading it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the minute I finish it, I'm like, oh, what did that person say? And I got to go and like read it again and take notes and all that jazz. But it's very good. Um, It gets you like a little bit more, at least for me, I got a little bit more like um, enthusiastic about Instead of breaking bad instead of trying to break bad habits, just try to create new good habits. yeah, you know and yeah. Just, re, just reframing it seems to be a little bit helpful. Yeah. Um, so wait, so let me ask you now, did, when you first started doing stand up, did you how what was did you just say, I'm going to go to an open mic or did you how did it well come out? so,
0: I mean, you know, like I had this kind of like musical theater, sketch, whatever. Background: I went to college and I, and I double majored in government and theater and, and, and I was in a sketch comedy troupe. So like, I really fancied myself a sketch person right. um, and, and I came to New York and I actually I had a couple of sketch teams and that was great. And we actually like did some really good work that I was proud of. But I think the funny thing that happens with those situations is the logistics, right? Where you're just like, God, I need five people, audio cues, props, costumes. Like, what yep. if I just held a microphone? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, could <laughs> right. I do this? And I and and I was So the logistics were sort of getting in the way, and I wanted to be able to do something on my own. Um, I wanted to move at a faster pace or at a different pace. And I, so I wrote a solo show called Bootleg Islam. And I did this solo show, um, and this is like a gajillion years ago, right? This is like 2007. And I, people thought that I did stand up. Ah, I see. Because I did this solo show. So, and then they were like, oh, could you just come and do 10 minutes? And I was like, yes. Um, I totally know what you mean by come and do 10 minutes. That makes total sense <laughs> to me. Like, these are all words that I'm com- comfortable and familiar with. So I will quote unquote come and do 10 minutes. Um, and like, and I, so I threw myself into the deep end really like not knowing what I'm not one of those people, because I get the question all the time of like, who did you grow up listening to? Who did you grow up listening to Kendra?
1: Um, you know, I was kind of like, well, first of all, I loved, um, my mother was a big fan of Carol Burnett. So she was always playing Carol Burnett, but yeah, yeah,
0: I love that too.
1: some. I I think for me, it was mostly like talk showy type people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, and I also loved, um, <laughs> I say I love him and now I'm going to forget it, forget his freaking name, but, um, uh, British guy, um, uh, the one that also speaks French. He's, he, wait, oh my <laughs> God. All right. Now it'll come to me. It'll come Eddie, to- Eddie Izzard. No, no, even before that. Um, oh God damn it. I hate when that happens. Anyway. I'll think of it but he yeah. was um you know kind of like a almost like a uh idiot okay. you know <laughs> I've always been sort of drawn to to the idiot <laughs> idiot com- comedy uh, myself but um but it's funny cuz I don't feel like I do much of it in my own act but anyway um what I was going to say is well that
0: like I didn't have I didn't grow up like listening to stand up and a lot of people assume, you know, like, and and you hear, and I'm sure you've heard all these same, you know, everyone's like, oh, the Richard Pryor album and, you know, Eddie Murphy's albums. And, you know, everyone has these like, five right. or 10 yeah, albums yeah, yeah, yeah. that everybody always refers to as like being the thing that made them want to be a comedian or whatever. And I'm like, that's hilarious. I don't have that. Like I don't have an album. And in fact, when I started doing stand-up, it was a little bit of like backtracking, like Oh, I better figure out what any of stand up was because right, right, I never right, right, truly right, right. paid attention to it. And right. so, um and so so I sort of have been playing catch up since 2007 and um <laughs> but but I think the 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 difference now having, you know, done theater and musicals and sketch most heavily, um the the thing about stand up. I mean, sketch is also really difficult, but Stand up is really difficult. <laughs> you
1: know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
0: And um, and it, I think you know and and like look, I, I you know this about me. I made mean, I've made uh, three feature films. Yep. Um, you know, I I've written a book. I've done. I I've really I've worked cross genre. Right, right, right. And I think of everything. I'm like stand up. You know. Like uh, to me I'm like Steven Spielberg would be the greatest of all time if he added stand up <laughs> <laughs> to what he does because then we would know. You know right right I mean?
1: right right right. No it's true. But the in the thing that um you know like a lot of creative stuff um you know we can only control so much in terms of like you know we can make our act and find places to go perform and stuff like that but like you know if we want to be The lead in the next, you know, big comedy feature. We don't have like control over that, Um, and I think that's like to me. I feel like I just started to really accept that as a fact in the past couple of years. Like in the the past four years, I'm like, oh well, I can't. Like I literally cannot do anything except what I've been doing. Like. Trying. Right, right, you know I mean?
0: right, 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 right,
1: right, right. It gets to be like, oh, uh, you know, like, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is if you go and work in like um at Fidelity Investments and you start as a customer service rep and you're good at it, you can then be a vice president and you're good at that. Like, you keep kind of. Right. It, there's, it, a there's a clear,
0: there's a clear path and there's right, right, right. no
1: clear path here. No. And that's why I love hearing everybody's stories. And I mean, you of all people have really met, I feel like you're you really are good at every every genre that you've covered you know what i mean like you're well, well
0: i i would say i would say um that's very that's really nice but i and and i would say stand up is extremely difficult not that i've achieved it i think that's the thing it's so difficult most people never really achieve it like i'm talking famous though famous ones aren't right, even right, right, necessarily right. achieving right yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you we've all seen specials from the greats or whatever and you're like that wasn't as good as the last one, or you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, and, right, 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 And so it because it's so difficult, it's so hard to replicate um the the same level of quality. It's so hard to be the level of prolific. That's something that kills me. Mm-hmm. Um it's just like and 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 so I think part. Um, And the only reason I, I got into like doing all these different genres is just like, I wanted to work. I wanted to work in the business and, and I, in not every aspect of the business wanted me, you know, like I want the whole idea was for me to be an actor. Right. That was the whole idea. Right. And, um, I mean, in the real whole other idea was for me to be a policy advisor and then rise through the ranks and then run for president. Like that was the real idea. And I did do that. Like I worked for the city when, um, no, when we had met, I had already left my, my job, but I, but I, you know, I went to grad school for that. Like I really did all that. But then when I uh, admitted to myself that I didn't want to be in politics, um, acting, acting is the most fun Right. Of all
1: of the jobs. It's the yeah. most
0: fun, you know? Yeah. Um
1: I no, I totally agree. I love being able to be like completely sort of not be anything like myself. Yes. You know what I mean? I like, be like, oh, that's good for a moment. I didn't have to deal with all this stuff that I'm normally. Yes. And then about.
0: and then also to like just focus on that one character and then let the director have all the stress. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Like I know. It's,
1: the true. Best. it's true. It's true. It's true. It's
0: so true. Know? Yeah. Um, um, so I, yeah. I, yeah, but acting was the idea. And the only reason I did all these other things is because it's like, I, I, I thought I could get a book deal. Okay. So I did. I thought I could get this other, I could get another movie made and maybe sell it. Okay. I did. Okay. I think I can, you know, um, because, because I couldn't get booked as an actor, like, right. and especially in the early days, I just couldn't. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, it turned out good for you. I'm trying to, you know, it's still driving me crazy that I can't think of that British comic's name. Um, I just texted to see if someone could tell me who it was. Um,
0: you should Google like British comic d- dumb guy. Dumb.
1: I know it begins with a, I know it begins with a B. I put it that way. Um, so, okay, so. What about, how, so do you feel as if, it sounds to me like you, it, you had sort of like a natural proclivity to doing all this creative stuff because you started when you were pretty young. What did your, how, what was your family reaction? Were they like coming to all your shows in high school? And no,
0: I mean, absolutely not. Also, I think, cause like I have immigrant parents, it just, in Iran, they're not like, going to performances. I don't mean because of the Islamic Republic, but also obviously because of the Islamic Republic now, but when my parents were growing up, that just like, wasn't a thing like that. It's very American plays and, you know, ceremonies and graduations and all that stuff is just like very American. My parents fully didn't know that they were, that, that other parents were more involved and I like, like other parents would like come to every performance of, of plays. My parents fully missed a couple of plays I was in, you know, <laughs> and I, and they just, I just don't think it's not like they were trying to be mean or whatever. I just like, truly, they didn't know it was a thing. Right. I wasn't out there telling them like, Hey, it's really important for you to come, you know, right, so right. It just, I, I think part of it was, um, just the
1: immigrant right. miscommunication situation. It is funny that you say that because um my, well, my parents, you know, obviously were born in, in the United States, but, you know, but I feel like I still to this day feel like they have a little bit of an immigrant mentality because I think to them, like being in a play, like when I was uh, like, I think I was in one play when I was in like eighth grade and uh-huh. it was really kind of seen as like, fucking around you know what I mean like you do right. it, what like why are right. you like playing sports or studying or like yes, doing yes. something that's like we understand will help you in the future completely you
0: know? I think it's yeah. a generational thing of like not recognizing it as valuable right you know in earlier generations so it's just like kind of didn't recognize it as valuable right right and oh, I totally. honestly kind of agree with them like <laughs> is any of this valuable <laughs> you know what I mean
1: I still do um, meditations about it. Believe me, I'm like, okay, well, it's not financially valuable, right? Yeah, but it yeah, is yeah, valuable. Yeah. Like, I try to figure out, little, like, right, right. what of, is it
0: doing? Yeah, yeah
1: But it, and these things are important.
0: Like, yeah. I
1: I feel like I'm trying to brainwash myself into believing <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, Kendra. You're you're doing all right. Um, so okay. So we have all that being said, and then oh, and. You have the big show coming up this week. Yes. So I'm a, doing
0: yes on January 20 19, 20th, and 21st. I'm doing um I'm gonna be at Joe's Pub in New York City doing the case for the case for American exceptionalism by Lady Muzz. Oh, the name just flies off the tongue. <laughs> um, but yes, I will be making the case for American exceptionalism and um and are you excited? I am excited. I mean, you know, it's like we were talking about this offline um, that basically like I've been working on this. I've done a few iterations. It's this like, you know, it's this painful but exhilarating process of like figuring out what is the right hour to this hour. Right. Um, And so that's what what's what's going on. And then, of course, I did the I I I have this weird history of having done TED talks and um and so I sort of also have a lot of powerpoint cuz I just couldn't help myself the like <laughs> nerd element like really ring like it comes through on this show um but I I always just you know I always think like oh how can I explain this in graph form <laughs> and would that add a layer of um punchline so Um, So you'll see a lot of that stuff, but I am, I'm really, I'm excited and, and tortured um, at the same time.
1: Now, how do you, when you, like, what, how do you rehearse? Do you rehearse with somebody or do you rehearse in your...
0: You know what, that's, I honestly, like, I would love to be told what to do because... I feel like I start rehearsing and then I sort of get sidetracked. Like I'll just be like by myself in a room, you know what I mean? Like talking to a window and, um, and, and it just feels dumb and I just get sidetracked. You know what I mean? It's like, I sort of do need, um, I I should at least bring my dog in the room or someone (laughs) to help me to hold me accountable to the process. Um, but I'm thinking, you know, and, and, but, and I also think the the other thing that I found interesting is, like, people say, like, you have really great ideas in the shower. Right. Um, and I think part of working on a show like this, I think part of, stand, and I don't know if you find this to be true about stand-up, but I'll find the answer to, uh, uh, you know, it's often hard to end a joke, right, to end a bit. Right. And I'll often find that while I'm like folding the laundry or like in the shower, there, there has to be, you have to like, give your, your brain like space to like do something dumb. And when you're doing that dumb thing, this other, and this is, there's some science behind this. It sounds like I'm just saying garbage, but there's actual science behind the part of your brain that lights up when you're doing a mundane activity. Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, and, and I think, I, I just, you know, I started like listening to podcasts all the time and like always having something on in the room. And I wasn't like letting my mind wander. Um, and I've, I've been one part of my goals, uh, for 2023, uh, talking about adding habits is just to like, sit more with silence. Um, which is horrible because I know I don't want to hang out with myself um, (laughs) most of the time, you know what I mean? Um, but but it is so important. I think for every, it, it, for any kind of problem solving that you have in your life, just like hanging out in silence, doing whatever.
1: I totally, really I totally good. agree. Um, I was only, I, I was curious because um, I find it hard too when I need to, you know, rehearse something. Like sometimes I'm like by myself and I'll like have the voice memo thing on. So yeah. I, I try to make myself do so many minutes and then I'll torture myself by then going back and listening to the voice memo and, oh, I'm, and, I, and I'm, torture. I'm like literally delivering the delivering the 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 comedy like and then I went to the shop and I yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like oh my god oh my god
0: no oh, i want these those tapes need to be leaked <laughs> huh? Forget you know, listen, sex tape. This you know, is the ultimate humiliation, right here. Someone can blackmail me, like,
1: oh you know, god. Honestly, I'd, I'd be like, I don't even know. I might, I probably wouldn't be able to afford whatever they wanted to get to get from me. Um, so, okay, we got to wrap it up because I'm, I don't want to take up all your time. I know you have uh, a whole life beyond me. Um, I just want <laughs> to. Do I, I, I Kendra? I, do I I, I? I hate to even think that that's a reality. Um, <laughs> OK, so last question will be, you know, considering this plethora of uh, talent that you have, I mean, writer, performer, you, I mean, podcaster, producer, everything. You've done pretty much everything. What if you could do, if something in 2023. Some amazing opportunity just comes out of the uh-huh. blue that you were not expecting at all. Yeah. That you're, that you're like, oh, my God, that sounds perfect for me right now, what would it be?
0: Oh my God. I, first of all, I just want to say, as you said, those kind words, I did roll my eyes because I cannot handle compliments. (laughs) So thank you. Also, I roll. Um, and uh, what, and the first thing I feel like I should say the first thing that came to mind. And I think maybe because we started talking about my childhood, I, again, I'm not the person anyone thinks of for musicals, but it's like, I, I want to do them. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> ah, deep,
0: deep down uh g- get like just give me six months advance notice so I could get the voice going um but <laughs> that's awesome I love but, that but I feel like that's something you know I mean and it's I I love karaoke I love just like uh re- and I love the like just super comedia dell'arte ridiculousness of a musical where you're not like acting like in a camera where like a really subtle eyebrow movement is communicating so much. You are just straight up, just doing wild gesticulation, and it's just so fun. And it's a little bit like going to like, like a workout. Like you know what I mean? You're moving so much. You're singing and breathing so much. Right, it's right, right, like, right. It's just it's like fun. A fun. It's just so right. fun, and it makes me feel like the it, the eleven year old who did, uh, um, the, you know, music kids uh, camp or whatever.
1: I love you know? that yeah well hey listen Nagin the musical that might be the next <laughs> time <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> um, thank you so much for, for taking the time to, to talk with me. And um, I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing you on Thursday. And um, I'm going to stop the thing, but don't leave, okay?
0: Okay. And I'm and I'm so excited that you're going to be opening for me. I'm, it's just, it's just, just a perfect combination of, of events.
1: It's going to be. It's, I can't wait. I'm super and I'm super grateful to be invited. She
0: heckles yard sales from her car. Her movie reviews are always long and bizarre. How's your
1: mother? How's your mother?